All right, we're back on Between the Lines on Sports Radio 810. A little different schedule this week for the Thursday night game. We've got Patrick Mahomes on a Monday instead of on Wednesday this week because the Chiefs play the Chargers on Thursday night. Quick turnaround after the dramatic win yesterday over the Ravens. We are pleased to have Patrick Mahomes on the show. Hi, Patrick. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. appreciate you having me again. Oh, thanks. You got hit 15 times yesterday. I think that's probably the most you've been hit in a game this year. Um, did you ever get hit 15 times in college? Was that as rough as it's ever been for you? Uh, I can't remember a time, but I mean, at the same time, those are a little bigger dudes hitting me than in college. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it was, it was awesome to go out there and get the win though. So, I mean, I'm always happy with that. And, uh, you don't feel the hits and, uh, whenever you're winning the football game, especially. So do you feel any different today on a Monday than you would after a typical Sunday game? Not, not really. I mean, I'm always a little sore, and uh, kind of like we were talking a little earlier, I mean, I just kind of came in here early today and just did what I usually do to get my body back ready for, uh, for a short week. That was really uh, about perseverance yesterday. I know that they were throwing a lot of different looks at you, the Ravens did. How much of it was just kind of a learning process through the game with, with you, the entire offense, Andy, what you were trying to dial up? How much did you have to adjust on the fly yesterday in that game? Yeah, I mean, those guys, they they had a good uh, defensive game plan. They had a good scheme. And so, for us, I mean, we really were just focused on doing what we do. And uh, they, they held us there in the second half for a little bit, but we, we just kept going with our game plan, and it persevered in the end. How do you keep – how do you personally keep from getting down when things aren't going well? You know, Andy made a big deal of it after the game yesterday. He said there wasn't a soul on that offense hanging their head or anything. They're just like, we're going to get back out there next time. We're going to go down and score. How do you keep from getting down when things go poorly? I think it's just the trust that we have in each other. I mean, first off, the trust that we have in the defense that they're gonna they're gonna keep us in the game, and then the trust we have in each other on offense that we're gonna go out there and score. I mean, we know even if stuff is uh, not not uh, not going our way at one point in the game, we know if we just keep doing what we've done all the whole entire year and keep just stay, sticking with the game plan that we're gonna score points when we need to. You had personnel challenges out there yesterday too. I mean, uh, Tyreek got dinged up and he, he was hobbling around with the ankle. Spencer Ware was out of the game. Obviously, Sammy Watkins didn't play, and they were doing a pretty good job on Travis. I think in the second half, um, you weren't able to find him quite as much. Uh, when when you start getting new personnel in the game and you're working with some of these other guys, Williams and whatnot, maybe you haven't worked with as much. Is that a challenge for you? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, really, we we. Uh, as a team, where we believe in that, uh, whenever your opportunity comes, that you're gonna make the most of it. And so, I have ultimate trust in everybody that we put on the field that that they're gonna go out there and make plays. And so, uh, whenever guys like uh, uh, Williams comes in, or if uh, Dieter's in, or whoever's in the game, whoever who I don't get as much reps with, I have the ultimate trust that they're gonna make the plays when they're when they're called upon. Well, it was an amazing turnaround yesterday. We were watching, and the the Patriots had a lead. The Chiefs were behind. the The Texans were coming back on the Colts. And you had a fourth and eight, and it suddenly felt like, oh, my, this whole thing could just fall apart right here. You scrambled 32 yards on that play. You were running 15 miles an hour. This is according to Next Gen Stats. You threw it across your body to Tyree Kill, 46 yards. Had you heard those numbers before just now? No, I hadn't. I hadn't, <laughs> but I, I knew that uh... – I mean, I knew if I if I extended the play and the offensive line was giving me a lot of time, that Tyreek and all those guys worked back for me, and I stood the ball out there, and Tyreek came back to the ball and made a great uh, made a great play. What do you see on a play like that? When do you see okay, it's Tyreek? At what point when you're scrambling out does it become available to you? 
Uh, I mean, as I'm scrambling the whole time, I'm really just I'm focusing on keeping my eyes downfield and looking for those guys to work. And uh, everybody was trying to work, and I, I just kind of saw Tyreek coming back across the field, and I knew if I could get it to him that he could come back and make a play, and he, and he, he did, and it was a great play by him. Well, you made a really nifty pass on the fourth down touchdown as well with a little bit of a sidearm action on that, or the uh, defender right there might have batted that pass down. That was a really special play, really big plays, fourth down conversions to win a football game in December. As you as you kind of think back about yesterday, how big was that throw uh, to get that a little bit sidearm and not have it tipped? Uh, I think just I think the play call was big. Honestly, I mean they had a cover zero pressure and we had a nice play where we were getting the back out uh, across the formation. And I knew if I could, I just had to get the ball to him and I got it in his hands. And uh, D. Will made a nice. Uh, play getting the catch and getting in the end zone well you're going to melt the internet one of these days with some of your highlights the no look pass is the one everybody's talking about now Uh, walk me through that play and and where are your eyes we can see your head is looking to the right and you're throwing back to the left Um, I guess your eyes are looking straight ahead where your head is or do you move your eyes and try to follow the receiver uh, I, I knew, I knew D Rob was going to come open on the uh, other side of the, of the safety, uh, Clark. And so I just kind of, I looked over to the right just to try to hold him as much as I can. And then I kind of just let it go in, in that, in that window. And, and, uh, D Rob made a great play on the ball. He got the catch and we got the chains moving and ended up getting a, a big score at the end of the half. Do you do that a lot in practice? I, I do it sometimes, not a ton in practice recently, but I did it a lot in training camp, and I did it a, a lot last year. And so uh, I, I've definitely worked on it before, and I've worked on it with these guys, and we built a, ga- a great chemistry with it. It seemed like I've heard athletes tell me through the years, Patrick, that, that you know when you get in the zone, really good things happen, whether it's a hitter at the plate that's in the zone or a golfer, Tiger Woods, on a Sunday at the Masters or something like that. Is it a confidence thing when, when a play like that just happens, when you just do that? Are you are you really in the zone? Do you just feel something like that and make it happen? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there is a thing with being in the zone. But I think whenever you're in the game, most times you're you, you're in the zone if you want to have success. And so uh, it kind of just happens. It's not like I plan to do it. It's just uh, whenever you're in the game, making those plays, things like that just happen sometimes. Well, you got forty three hundred yards passing and forty three touchdowns and three games to go. This is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it is, and it speaks to the guys I have around me. I mean, none of that would be possible unless I had guys around me like Tyreek and, and Kelsey and, and all these guys, and then the offensive line blocking the way they are. I mean, they're they're giving me the opportunity to go out there and uh, win football games, and uh, I'm excited I can do that with these guys. I know it's not an individual thing for you, but you got a really good shot at getting 50 touchdown passes this year. However, if you win your next two games, I'm not sure Andy's going to let you play that last game, or at least not all of it. So uh, that, that might be kind of interesting to see. You'd probably love to have this thing wrapped up with a game to go, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%. I mean, right now we're focused on the Chargers. I mean, they're a really, really good football team. Uh, it's an AFC West team, and uh, we want to go out there and win that football game. And so uh, we're going to do our job and just try to go out there and win that game, and uh, after that we'll let, we'll let the rest handle itself. Chiefs have had a lot of success against the Chargers, nine in a row, but the Chargers are playing better right now than I can remember them playing in years. They weren't great yesterday, but they were certainly good enough. They led the whole way against the Bengals, and Phillip Rivers is 37 years old, and he's just having a terrific season. I'm guessing they're coming in with a lot of confidence, and, and you guys know exactly what's on the line. Pretty much the division and the one seed are uh, sitting right there for you with a win on Thursday night. Uh, what do you think of the Chargers coming in here? 
Uh, I mean, yeah, they they have a, a great team. Uh, uh, and like you said, they have a ton of momentum. They've been winning a lot of football games, and uh, I mean, they're coming in and they and they want to win uh, just as badly as we do. So we're going to go out there, uh, do do our job, uh, do what we've been doing this entire season, and try to come out with a win in the end. It helps, I guess, to be at home on this short turnaround. I know the Chiefs have gone and played Thursday nights on the road before. It's not been very good for road teams. How short is the work week? How difficult is this to compress all this work for a game? And how much harder is it to go on the road and do it than to be at home? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is different. Uh, you have to get in on Monday. Instead of just getting your film in, you have to make sure you, you're watching like almost two days' worth of film and you do that same thing on Tuesday. And so you have to just make sure you prepare your body as well as you mentally prepare in order to go out there and play to the best of your ability on Thursday. Well, we're looking forward to it on Thursday night, Patrick. Continued success. Appreciate your time. We know you're really busy this week, and we wish you all the best against the Chargers on Thursday. All right, thank you. Thank you for having me again. All right, take care. There is Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs quarterback who took 15 hits yesterday in the game against the Ravens. That's that's as hard as you've ever been hit in a football game. Uh, it's probably not even close. As he said, yeah, I might have got hit a bunch at Tech one time, but not the same size and not the same speed as these guys that come in here and do what they do. And the Ravens were all over him. And they were slinging him around, and he got pushed and knocked down a couple times a little bit late. And uh, he's going to become the quarterback. It's going to get to a point where he's the guy that's going to get every whistle and teams are going to have to be careful. But yesterday, they, they pounded him pretty good. You can really see the difference in a young quarterback versus, um, you know, I, I told Lebo earlier today, in 2033, 15 years from now, Patrick Mahomes gets hit like that in a game, and he's sitting here talking about on a Monday, getting ready for Thursday, he's going to be saying, man, I am hurting today. I did the ice bath, the whole thing. When you're young, you get back up. It's great to be, you know, not this guy's not even in the prime of his career yet. Really, he's it's prior to that. But he got hit hard in that thing yesterday. He took some shots. It was a really, really difficult game for the Chiefs and the kind that really builds and creates character because you couldn't watch the Ravens and not just completely appreciate the coaching that John Harbaugh and his staff did, not just defensively with the things they did to frustrate the Chiefs, not just with the defense they dialed up, but to, to have the discipline in their game plan to understand, look, our quarterback really can't throw the ball much today because if he does, it's going to be a problem for us. And to be dedicated to the run and work that game the way they did and long possessions and keeping the ball away from the Chiefs, that was a very disciplined effort by a Ravens team that's never lost an arrowhead. They had been undefeated prior to yesterday. John Harbaugh and his group should be commended for that. There was a lot of buzz out there after the game from Ravens fans, social media and whatnot, that the officiating cost him the game. I don't, you know this, I don't like talking a lot about officiating. When we do, it's almost always, wow, this was bad against the Chiefs or this was bad against so-and-so or whatever. It did feel like the Chiefs got some pretty good whistles yesterday. I, I, I thought I felt that. Maybe you didn't, but it felt like they caught some breaks and they were timely. And the holding call on the last drive was just huge to put them into a second and 20. It was just a monumental call. So did the Ravens, Commit those penalties and do dumb things? Perhaps they did. They got the calls against them, and they certainly were at the wrong time. But you have to look at yesterday as one of those games where the Chiefs felt they played two really close games earlier this year, the Patriots and the Rams, and they lost both of them. And so you kind of felt like, okay, you have to prove you can do this. And, yeah, they pulled the rabbit out of the hat. But I don't think they were any luckier in the game yesterday than they were unlucky in the other games because they had some things happen in those other games that kept them from winning. Sometimes it's kind of how the ball bounces. There was no crazy, fluky play here like the Dolphins thing at the end. The Chiefs went and earned it. 
Justin Houston made that incredible play to give the Chiefs the chance to win it outright in in regulation, and then Butker missed the field goal, and again, this team was dealing with adversity. Again. I mean, the Ravens had the second life, and then the Chiefs do what they do best. They win a coin toss, and they take the ball, and they go down. It looked like they were going to score a touchdown, but they didn't. They got a field goal, and I felt pretty good about that. I didn't really think the Ravens were going to score a touchdown. I didn't. I thought they might go down and get a field goal, but with the time that was left on the clock, I thought it was going to be really hard for them that they were going to have to you know, throw the ball or whatever, and they weren't doing that. They were going to try to control it and run it, and they got it across midfield, and the penalty happens, and the rest is history. The Chiefs' defense stepped up. I got a little bit scared when Robert Griffin came in. I'm not going to lie. Because you knew now it was going to be passing plays. And as soon as Griffin got in, I, I told Jessica, I said, this just doesn't feel right. This, this feels like this could be a disaster for the Chiefs. That You can't make this up. Like, okay, we know Lamar Jackson's not a very good passer, and that didn't work most of the day. But here comes RG3, and wouldn't it be awful if he heaves one 40 yards downfield and it's bobbled and caught like the Steelers did at Arrowhead last year or a pass interference is called or something like that. It didn't feel right until it was over. It was really, really a tough game for the Chiefs. But now having won it like that is incredible for building character and finding a way to get to the Super Bowl. Because if the Chiefs win Thursday night, they are going to be the one seed. You could pretty much put it to rest. I, I mean, hey, they can lose Thursday night and be the one seed by winning their last two. They could lose two out of three and be the one seed, depending on what other teams do. There's, there's scenarios now. There's real breathing room for the Chiefs. And a team that is 11-2 only needs to go 2-1 and one the rest of the way. And they'll be the one seed. And it's going to be really, really tough coming into Kansas City and beating this team. It's going to be hard. The weather's going to be cold. I think it's going to be kind of yucky on Thursday night. Looks like the Chargers are going to have to come in here from Southern California and deal with some nonsense. Looks like it could be in the 30s, maybe some rain or sleet or snow wintry mix. Could be in the forecast for Thursday. We'll wait until we get closer to game time to know exactly, but it will not be ideal conditions out there on Thursday night, and you better plan on less than ideal conditions the rest of the way. Yesterday was nothing. It was chilly yesterday, but those were good football conditions. Pretty sure these these games, the last two of the regular season and playoff games, are going to be difficult conditions. So we'll see what that brings, and we'll see if the Chiefs can get healthy, and we'll see if Eric Berry is on the field on Thursday night. It'd be wonderful to get him out there for 20 snaps in this ball game to try to confuse Phillip Rivers, maybe pick off a pass and make a difference. It can be done. Chiefs have won nine in a row. I like to say it this way. They've won nine in a row. The game they lost 10 games ago was backups. Chase Daniel started that game. The Chiefs had already clinched, and it was the last game of the year, and the backups played. So the last time the Chargers beat the Chiefs, it was when the Chiefs were playing the number twos. I just thought it just feels good to say that. This outfit is different. They believe Melvin Gordon could be back on Thursday night. They're fine running back. They need him. They've got injuries at that position. Phillip Rivers looks slower. It looks harder for him to throw and more mechanical to throw than I've ever seen him. And he's maybe having his best year ever. He's just been fantastic, Phillip Rivers has this year. And they're winning games. So the stats are real. They're not all comeback stats after you're out of a game. He wrecked up some big comeback stats last week in a win. That's a totally different deal than fourth quarter. You're down 17, and you go put 14 on the board that you never really had a chance to win the game. He's playing great. Keenan Allen's a top target, and he's good. they're going to score. They're going to score on the Chiefs. It's going to be a hell of a game. This is going to be a really, really good game, but the Chiefs have just flat had their number. The one distinct advantage, and the thing I'm worried about on Thursday night's game, 
is place kicking. This Badgley for the Chargers that they found is just a stud. He's only missed once all year. He had a 59-yarder yesterday. He is really, really good, and I don't care what anybody says or thinks. Harrison Butker will not be a confident kicker on Thursday night. The first time he goes out there, he will not be confident. He's missed a bunch of extra points this year. He missed a couple of field goals yesterday. He was pushing them. And then what did he do on the one that he made, the one in overtime that wound up being the difference in the game? He pulled it and almost pulled it left. He was overcompensating. Kickers are mental cases. When it goes poorly, they can't get it out of their head. The snaps weren't great. The holds weren't perfect. They got to work. It's a short week. They got to work. They got to find some confidence in that place kicking game because I don't. I'm not very confident in it right now. I'm. I'm kind of at a point where I'd almost like to see him go for two. So I don't feel like Butker's going to make the kicks, and the weather's going to get worse. But Andy's not going to do that. He, he Andy did the right thing yesterday after the game. He said, "Oh, he's going to be fine. Butker's my guy." That's what you do at the first sign of something going wrong with your kicker is you just completely support him and say, he's going to be just fine. That's my guy. He's going to be just fine. Um, boy, he goes out and misses a couple on Thursday night, and you lose the game, and you got 10 days before your next game. They may have a gong show for kickers out there, some kind of a tryout. So a big night for Butker on Thursday night, big night for the Chiefs. They can plant the flag basically in the AFC as the one seed. If they beat the Chargers, it will be uh, – well, they could actually just wrap it up on Sunday if the other teams lose. Uh, they could do it. They, they could actually get the one seed wrapped up uh, by the end of the weekend. Probably wouldn't, but they could by beating the Chargers on Thursday night. Huge game. That's Patrick Mahomes, folks. You may have heard of him. 43 is his favorite number. He has 4,300 passing yards this year and 43 touchdowns. He could get to 50 touchdowns, which is only a couple of players have done that, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. He can get to 50 touchdowns, but I'm not so sure he's going to play the last game. The Chiefs win the next two. He may play a quarter or a series or something like that. Or if he's got 49 touchdowns, Andy may put him out there to get a touchdown and get him out of the game just to hit that high watermark, that benchmark. 50 is rarefied air for a quarterback, and it's sitting right there. He doesn't. I don't ask him many questions about that stuff because he really genuinely is uncomfortable talking about it. He, he would really rather talk about you know, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey with 1,000 yards receiving or, or some of the exploits of his teammates. He really, truly would. Uh, special talent the Chiefs have there in Patrick Mahomes. When you're winning games like that, on a fourth and eight scramble, throwing it across your body 44 yards downfield to Tyreek Hill, that is, that's a different category, man. That was really, really great. And then they obviously had to have the fourth down touchdown uh, to get the game to overtime. Great stuff from Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs quarterback. We got you covered. We're going to broadcast 24 hours Chiefs nonstop leading up to the game on Thursday night. We're going to broadcast all night, overnight, on Wednesday night with Chiefs pregame. We're going to do 24 hours of Chiefs pregame right here on Sports Radio 810, and we get you started on a victory Monday with Patrick Mahomes and Trent Green's coming up. We've got good stuff right here on Between the Lines.